is the podcast for July 30th, 2010. It's not safe for work. It's the Blue and Discuss Podcast. I'm feeling like oversharing lots of personal information today. I'm off to watch uh, Project Runway. Project Runway. That's valuable information. I could not. Really, I needed that information from you immediately. Project Runway's on. Okay. I think there's some lint in my pockets I haven't dumped on the internet yet. So let's dump that. And and share with you. And if you don't sharing. share back with me, I'm gonna think you're weird. Or mean. Yeah. Mean. You're I mean, not you're you not my friend. Me, tell me everything about because I don't want to, because I believe in privacy. Right, what what's wrong with you? Nothing. Nothing. Well, we, we've been talking for a while, folks, about fa- the Facebook revolution. And yeah. one of the things we talked about in our pregame is that every story we're talking about today is actually related to the internet and social networking and i find that to be kind of a turning point in in modern life you know we're really now just a totally web-based society in mm-hmm. at this level facebook reached 500 million users this week yay the uh leader of the republican party sarah palin used facebook once again as she always does to accuse the you know, the thing is, journalist doesn't exist anymore, so it's kind of, I, I don't quite know. It doesn't matter. I know. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It's it's doesn't become matter. the cabal. The evil cabal is this thing that I hadn't heard of before last week. It's, it's Acorn Illuminati journalist. And I'm not, yeah. I was never on this. I don't know. I didn't know this thing. I really didn't know this list existed. I guess I'm not cool. Journalist, um, <laughs> you've never been? Oh, yeah. well. Oh, well. <laughs> You should have seen it back in the day. Oh, okay. Well. I, I'm always missing all the good parties by, by a year myself. Oh, yeah. If you'd come by earlier, you know, Ezra Klein was doing the tassel dance. You know, <laughs> so he's had to drink shots out of his ass. Right? Oh, you missed all that. Oh, that's I missed that. Oh, man. Yeah, Joe Klein was here, and, and Tucker Carlson had his was naked except for his bow tie, pressed his yep. big, big furry face up against the window. Please let me in. Please let me in. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just anyway, over here there's this having a life. wonderful post that Ten Grain, our friend Ten Grain, wrote at Black Magpie Theory, which said, um, "The journalist is the equivalent of passing notes in class, or of having a virtual beer with your virtual friends and bitching about work. There's no story here." Right. And I would actually disagree with him to a certain extent, which is, this was done online. That's the difference. And that absolutely the difference. Since yeah. it was online, with a, record, with a record kept, with a record kept, and and it turned, they thought it was private, right? And it and it I, you know it's getting to the point where you really have to, if you want anything private, you can't type it into any device. It has to be kept private. Private. You know, the, the yeah. journalist, and this is exactly what um, I, I've touched on a couple of times already this week. Journalist is no is was no different in intent, mm-hmm. apparently. Or uh, let me back up. The idea that you have some some reporters sitting around a bar bitching about their beats, yep, is is singularly uninteresting. Or you know, discussing I, or discussing in the case of Sarah Palin's son and the pregnancy and all yeah. of that story, discussing, hey, is this really a story or not? Yeah. You know, is I, this worth is this worth following up on? Is this worth, you know, the footwork that I'm gonna have to do to do that? 
as as a lot of reporters on Fox, a lot of pundits on Fox, say, I'm just asking the question. You know? well, you know, and I, I posted this week a commercial um, mm-hmm. for uh, a, a major metropolitan newspaper that no longer exists in Chicago. And it was Mike Royko at a bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of his pals at the bar were, you know, what are you working on, Mike? Oh, something for the paper. And they all look over his shoulder and say, I think that should be a semicolon. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that's what you're trying to say. And the idea that that was normal, yeah. that you'd hang out in a bar with people and you talk about what you were working on and you scratch your head and you'd say, you oh, know, this is and, – and bitch about people and talk about them in terms that were horribly unflattering. Yeah, yeah. That would never be in the – Never make it into print. Right, yeah. right. But the idea that there would, be a, there would be a court reporter at Ricardo's taking down everything everybody said and making yep. a permanent record of it was insane. And then yep. making a story about it because, well, you know, they wouldn't let me sit at their table. And that's what Tucker Carlson – that's why it became a story is Tucker Carlson – again, it's high school. It <laughs> One of the geeks found a way to – Mr. Flanders, they won't let me sit at their table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so yeah, he, he got nasty about it, yeah. Yeah. And decided to play, and now it's become a massive secret conspiracy. And and she's using and Sarah Palin. This is I want to just continue with what sure. Ten Grain said. This story is not about a dark and demented conspiracy around Trig, the only likable Palin. <laughs> so true. So true. It's about, and this is what's really important. This is why we're podcasting about this. It's about a lazy and cynical press that wants access to a notable and notorious soundbite machine. And the GOP, a farce of a political party that has foisted this cut-rate, midway, carny grifter on the American stage. And that's why, (laughs) I mean, this, this, this dovetails right into the story of the White House wanting it to be easier for the FBI to see your internet. You know, your, your who you email and what web surfing you do. And, oh, you know, we're not going to read the contents of your email. Really? <laughs> you know, pull the other Everything finger. Um, Susie yeah. Madrek at, at Crooks and Liars said, you know, it's really ironic that an unnamed senior White House official anonymously spoke to the Washington Post about FBI spying on email. Mm-hmm. And the Washington Post left that person's name unpublished. You know, that White House official got to speak on condition of anonymity because the Washington Post wants access to a White House soundbite. And they're too lazy and and too um, inside the beltway. Too unprofessional. To to just, yeah, and it really is, as you have said many, many times, there's a club. Yeah. And inside the club... Your privacy, you know, you're allowed to have your privacy, and Sarah Palin can do these red alerts about her her privacy being, you know, there's oh, there's this double standard. Barack Obama's children have privacy, and my children don't. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama's children are kept off of the television. <laughs> your children you know? are props. <laughs> your yeah. children are props. Exactly. You carry your children out onto the tarmac and hold them up as examples of how. You have street cred with the evangelical base. So, you know, this is this is the difference. If you want to keep your children out of the limelight, then keep do them. it. If you want privacy, there is a way to get it. Don't pr- pronounce everything on Facebook. <laughs> well, and that's becoming more and more difficult to do, frankly. It is. It is. Um, the expectation, um, the expectation that you will share everything. Yeah. 
yeah. you're required as a as a as a point of entry into into America, the, into a conversation. Jobs I've had where the currency, the coin of the realm, the way you got into the inner crowd was to gossip mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. And the idea that I don't want to be a gossip. I want to come here, do my job, have a couple of beers, bitch about this or that, and go home and have a private life. That idea was so foreign to the people I worked with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that they couldn't understand what was wrong with me. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to sit around and, and, and speculate. Yep. Exactly. Very much like you know that the Andrew Breitbart idea that it doesn't even matter if, if what they're saying is true or not as long as it's salacious and interesting. Yep. And yep. it could be true that so and so is sleeping with so and so, and that becomes you know that becomes concretized into reality, and then you turn it into Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And I got I got suckered into Facebook. A friend of mine wanted to share pictures with me, and I was like, okay, well, all I want to do is sign up for this. I got I got, I got to sign up for this thing. Okay, I don't want to do it, but to look at your four photographs that you won't email me, I will sign up for this thing. And ten seconds later, I had thirty um, friends. Wow. Who wanted to share with me and were really – and suddenly I have all these social obligations that I don't want. Yep. I'm not interested in. It's not that I don't like you people. I don't know you people. Exactly. You it's know? people you don't know personally. That's the amazing thing. Yes. And and, and I want to share um, in, in relation to that issue, mm-hmm. uh, there's a wonderful um, post by a very funny blogger named Jessica Byrne at Burn mm-hmm. This – uh, B-E-R-N, this is her blog. Uh, she said, I, I had a horrible experience in junior high, something which led me down a horrible path, and from where I developed my sense of humor as it was the only weapon I had. And all of us who have been tortured, who <laughs> were tortured in junior high, I think this is one of the reasons that we have this suspicion of social networking is this is high school all over again. We don't yeah. want to go back to this. No, this was not a good time. And, and you know, here we have – I'm digressing here, but here we have, you know, the, the mean prom queen Sarah Palin, the bully jock Andrew Breitbart. Mm-hmm. These people have no morals in terms of lying, and well, I, I, they just want to be the popular kids, you know. Sexless principle, David yeah. Yeah, just, the feckless, be yeah. Left alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, let's along? just all just get along. Yeah. Maybe you're both wrong. Yeah. Maybe Everybody's wrong. Everything. So, yeah. you know, don't don't bother me today because I'm going to sit yeah. in my office and be reasonable. <laughs> Jessica Burns said that one of the girls who was especially cruel to me wrote me on Facebook asking to be my friend. This was from a person who 30 years ago showed me that my head was too wide to fit in my locker. I mean, uh-huh. that's what's going on. And her, she said, my initial instinct was, uh, sure, whatever you want. And just seeing her name shook me to my core. In a nanosecond, I was 13 all over again. My breathing got shallow, and I was even shaking a bit. And finally, after way too long, the 43-year-old in me... <laughs> took yeah. the 13-year-old in me and said, for the love of God, school isn't just out for summer anymore, babe. Move on. It's out forever. And the yeah. next thing I know, I hit the ignore button, and I swear I was giddy. Yeah. And giddiness is what you get when you escape an abuser. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it is. It's giddiness. And that's why those of us in... In the, on the left side, feel giddy 
when we hear Anthony Weiner screaming from the floor of the house today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. finally someone is saying you right wing GOP people who don't want to have any accountability for being a holes mm-hmm. <laughs> and voting down, you know, help for 9-11 employees. But you don't want to be accountable for that vote. If you want to vote, no, vote, no. But don't make this into you have the balls to vote, no. But don't make it a technicality that you mm-hmm. couldn't vote, mm-hmm. you know, one way or the other. And he screamed, and, and he absolutely yeah. screamed. And when and that makes us giddy. You know, that <laughs> Stephanie Miller played that three times this morning. Did you hear? Did you hear? It's because we're escaping a high school abuser, these bullies that seem right now to be running everything, and it's time for that to stop. And th- th- this leads me to two thoughts. The mm-hmm. first is there's a there's a weird conflict. There's this almost irreconcilable conflict where oversharing and an insistence that you know everybody's personal stuff is mm-hmm. now public fodder. Yep, is is running parallel to a media culture that is absolutely terrified of controversy. Yeah, yeah. That you can't be, you can't stand up and yell. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, wait a minute. Then you know what? Then what are you famous for? Mm-hmm. You know what is your what is your claim on my attention that you know that you are that you are bland and gray and tan and boring and you don't want anybody making any loud noises, right? But but we're going to have a culture where everyone is only exists and only validated to the extent that they are seen that they stand in the in the in the spotlight even for a second and the boring minutia of their lives is yes. on public it's display minutia. yeah it's, it's nobody you know the thing that i discovered you know uh, which was always there to know but when people started carrying cell phones around and treating the entire world like a phone booth yep yeah um, mm-hmm. discovering exactly how empty and boring most people's lives are yep you know the the crap that the people talk about, and I'm I'm one of them. This is my species I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Is is oh, yeah. is is 99% uninteresting to anybody but them. And the idea that they would you know empty their pockets on the internet every fucking minute yep. of every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm farting now. I'm done farting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, uh, and that that's and that, but that's not considered that's not considered obsessive. Or but if weird, you don't or, share your farts, then what do you have to hide? What's wrong with and you? you <laughs> this is what journalist is now this dark and demented conspiracy because they wouldn't share their farts with the rest of yes. the world. Yeah. Yes, I got <laughs> shit the other day for being you know a hermit who lives in a cave and throws you know poop at people. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm yeah. a very social person. I have a circle of friends and I have people I I see and well, I have yeah. very distinct parts of my life that I like to keep exactly. more or less separate. Exactly. It's called privacy. Yeah. It used to be normal. Part of privacy is I don't have to answer my goddamn phone. <laughs> but when Part you carry it. your phone with you everywhere, don't yeah. you always have to answer your phone? Yeah. And, okay. and that has become part of the social contract, which is anything, anytime this thing in my pocket buzzes, you are now numbers two on my yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. I, I carry a book everywhere I go. Yeah. And I, I, I carry my knitting and, everywhere I go. It's yeah. the same thing, you know. But I yeah. don't. Spontaneously start knitting in front of people that I'm talking or reading. And, you know, excuse me, you know, this paragraph by Richard Sennett is far more interesting than anything you're saying. So I'm going to go back to reading right now. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's part one. Part one is the, the idea that people, there's this confluence of incredibly boring humanity with an intense desire for attention. Mm-hmm. And social media is somehow forcing 
really uninteresting people to do weirder and goofier things to get people's attention. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can't be controversial. That's right. the problem. Right. And and but the second part is that this is only true in one direction. Across the political spectrum, there's this centrist bullshit idea that both sides are equally wrong, both sides are equally shrill, both sides equally do it, and it's become a pathology. That is yep. that is that is David Brooks's column every week. He finds an issue, he, and he says, you know, here are the Democrat position, here's the Republican position, and right down the middle is where you should be. Every fucking column. And it's, it is at some point, it is, it's beyond a political philosophy. It, it is a mania. To, to not be able to conceive of an idea that might actually be more right. Well, and it's like left. saying, here is truth and here is a lie. So let's split it down the middle, as you've and, said. And yet, you know. That is absolutely, you're not allowed to go on television. This is why Rachel Maddow doesn't get invited back on Meet the Press. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to go on television and say, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. E.J. Dion, last week on Meet the Press, E.J. Dion said, yeah. said, you know, look, um, the press has been cowering for 30 years because the right has been beating them up. Yeah. This this crap that Andrew Breitbart is trowling into the press is being permitted because the press has been cowed by the right. Both sides do it's not do this. Bully. It's, it's bullying. It's bullying, yeah. It's bullying from one side of the political spectrum. And you can see David Brooks shit his pants. He did. He leaned away from E.J. Dionne. Yes, he did. David Gregory shit his pants. Yeah. You're, you're, the one thing you're not allowed to do on television is say one side is right and the other side is wrong. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and the the reason I'm, I'm, I'm sort of harping on this is the reason Wiener had to stand up and scream is mm-hmm. that at some point we on the left have run out of good ideas of how to stop people from exactly being exactly. We've tried being reasonable. We've tried cooperating. We've tried compromising. Well, and, and when it gets to the point of are we going to provide health to 9/11 first responders? Are we going? You know, when it gets to something that is so fucking black and white. The end. And, and it's no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's both sides. And we have to now have this complicated structure where we don't vote no, but we can't vote yes, but we can't vote. So we're going to make this really complicated. And, you know, oh, it's it's really about how many amendments can we add to this bill? That's the argument here. No, That's when you lose there. your mind. Mm-hmm. And you start having to grab them by the verbal lapel. Exactly. And pounding their head on the pavement yeah. saying, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. What, really, what is the, yep, what, yep. Republicanism, conservatism is a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And at some point you have to stop coddling the mentally ill. Yep. And say, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. really you're going to let unemployed people rot. Yep. And you're going to continue tax breaks for the rich. Right. And you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that. To, this is to, economic to responsibility, that you have yeah. to do this because it's economic responsibility. And it again, makes were, no were, sense. If you were yeah. some knucklehead raving on the L, if you were living on the, if you were living on a street corner screaming this at, at well, if, by, if you were institutionalized, huh. and and I have great sympathy for the mentally ill who need yes. to be who need to be hospitalized and get help, you know, that's different. That's but you're running a major <laughs> political party, yeah, and you're running it in a way that's that's well, you're running the country from the minority yeah, from your Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're running yeah. the country from your fucking Facebook page. Yeah, because page. you, and if if you are actually asked a question that you have to answer in an interview, you're too intellectually lazy to be able to answer it with any facts. Well, and and, and that's why like, Facebook is perfect for Sarah Palin. Sure, it is. You know? it's, it's accountability free. It's yeah. absolutely accountability free. And and the problem again, as we have said a, a dozen times on these podcasts. The problem is not Sarah Palin per se. 
The yeah. problem is we used to have people who were gatekeepers. Yeah, in the media. Who the fringe lunatics out of the fringes, mm-hmm. the right-wing mm-hmm. fringe lunatics. But when E.J. Dion comes on Meet the Press mm-hmm. and says, here is the fact-based evidence that the Tea Party is infested with racists mm-hmm. and there's a certain element of the right and conservative movement that everybody around this table fucking well knows mm-hmm. is racist and it's part of your movement. David Brooks says, well, you know, there's there's racists on the left, too. I remember when I was jogging past a bunch of people. No point did anybody grab him by his Back of the head and hammer him into the table. Quit. You know, obviously you're terrified of the answer because the answer, if you had to answer this question honestly, the next day you would be out of a job. Mm -hmm. So the question is not, you know, who controls EJD, who controls the conversation? The answer is GE. Yes. Yeah. The answer is the corporations. But ladies and and gentlemen, in case you didn't know this, the day the corporations that we're afraid of, you know, one day corporations will run this country. Oh, that day is here. It's here. That day's been here for a long time. The Mm -hmm. reason you don't see any truth on Meet the Press ever, the reason that controversial questions about about fact-based problems where one side is definitely wrong Mm -hmm. and one side is definitely right are not allowed to be discussed in the media is because corporations own your media. And they will not – they'll tolerate as much dick-waving on Facebook and Mm -hmm. reality TV shows and bug-eating. But actual discussions about difficult, controversial issues are not – are abolished. Yeah. And so you end up with Sarah Palin running a whole political party from her Facebook page. Exactly. And actually, to his credit, I don't often credit Chuck Todd with anything, but he did say, you know, when are we going to get to the point where we don't report on what Sarah Palin says for her Facebook page until she comes on and talks to a reporter and answers questions from that person? Never. 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 Because, you know, she sells ad pages and ads and drives up ratings. You know, the Sarah Palin show is the most popular show on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, we're all enslaved. To, and, and part of it is she's simply a lightning rod that everyone has an opinion on, and that, and not everyone has a positive opinion. I think that's one thing that's kind of given me hope, is that actually it turns out Sarah Palin's endorsement is a, is a negative, except among a very hardcore base right. of evangelical, ultra-conservative people. And that's not, fortunately, at least for now, that's not a majority voice in this country. So, but you don't have. I to have be hope in that voice. regard. No, well, that's I, the I, thing. I, you don't have to be in the majority anymore. You can run from forty seats in the Senate, and Joe Lieberman, you can run the world. Yes, it's can. insane. That's yes, got to stop. The, that's that. Yeah. Unless they pull out the cots every single time, mm-hmm. and Harry Reid needs to grow up here and say, okay. Anytime we invoke this filibuster rule, we're here all night. Well, and th- there was uh, there was some little conversation I got in, I don't know, a few days ago, and it was about the, the tribes on both sides. And mm-hmm. again, it was this false equivalence of the left and the right and the left and the right. You know what? The problem with volume control is if, if all you're listening to is the, is the volume level of, of the discussion and not the content. My tribe was angry that single payer was sold out by the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, the public the, option was sold out. was Absolutely. sold out by the Obama administration. That you know, actual policy decisions were taken that were inimical to me and were antithetical to my values. And I voted for people I thought were going to support those values. Right. Now, there haven't been good things done, but in real specific cases where the left's voice gets very loud, you'll notice they get loud over actual issues. Over which people can disagree, but they're actual, they're actual issues. actual policy decisions, right. 
their tribe gets mad about the Kenyan usurper who's destroying America yep. and won't show us his yep. birth certificate. Yep. Yep. So yeah, they're loud and we're loud, but we're loud because the stupid, angry, crazy, bigoted right has been getting everything it's wanted for the last 30 years and won't shut the fuck up. And so the difference between a Cindy Sheehan, whose son died in a war, mm-hmm. she is equivalent to... Pammy Atlas. To, or to the woman who had her birth certificate in a Ziploc bag around her neck. Right. You know, they're and the they're the same, exactly you know, the oh, same. and, and, you know, Barack Obama's birth certificate isn't signed by a doctor in a hospital, so that means he's Kenyan. Oh, no, wait a minute, he's Arab. Wait a minute, I gotta check my Facebook page to see what, yeah, <laughs> what Barack Obama is today. <laughs> and, 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 but the idea that, that people, you know, well, most people don't follow politics and they don't listen and all they hear are people on both sides yelling. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Because we found out the hard way during the 90s that if we didn't push back against the fascist right tide, yep. our president would end up being impeached. Yep, yep. And, and everything and, we And that was John Kerry's mistake. Out. This is what we learned from the time of John Kerry to the time of Joe Sestak, mm-hmm. which is if you go after my military record, I go ballistic. I go, and I, I bring all you. of the I bring all of my colleagues from the war on an ad with me mm-hmm. to say that's a lie and bury and I'll bury you. The big problem with with John Kerry was it was August and these crazy stories about you know that couldn't possibly be true mm-hmm. come out from from the Swift boaters and John Kerry just doesn't take it seriously. Like this can't really be taken seriously by anybody you know this won't be taken seriously by anyway because it's obviously a lie but the whispering campaign worked Mm -hmm. well and and you know what i make this promise on behalf of liberals everywhere Mm -hmm. once hitting people in the head with a two by four stops being the only fucking way to get them to pay attention to Mm -hmm. important issues and Mm -hmm. stop paying attention to brown shirts and fascists yeah we'll stop doing it yeah we'll stop yelling but until the right, you know, until Sarah Palin stops running the Republican Party from her Facebook from page. From her Facebook page. And until the exactly. entire right of this country stops taking their marching orders from a, from a hateful, bigoted fascist like Rush Limbaugh, yeah. we're going to keep yelling at you because you're assholes. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful place to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our listeners. We, at last week's episode on Andrew Breitbart... Mm-hmm. was the fastest listenership growth that we've had ever ever really? just unbelievable for us mm-hmm. and uh, not to not to focus on numbers because we're not really focused on numbers but we're really grateful uh, to people who have emailed friends about our podcast who've suggested it to other people and uh, blogged about it thank you so much for that our we have a website where you can listen to our episodes on a free player and you can also contribute to our Uh, efforts financially because we do pay for this george soros george soros we're still waiting for your check check, george George soros Soros. still waiting (laughs) Teresa hines carry ketchup money money we like a little ketchup our website is dg for drift glass bg for blue gal podcast dot blogspot.com that's dgbgpodcast.blogspot.com we also love hearing from you via email if you have any comments or questions or contributions you'd like to make to the subject matter of the podcast our email address is also dgbgpodcast at gmail.com 
Uh-huh. And uh, feel free to email us anytime. We love hearing from our listeners. We do. And we're available on iTunes. Feel free to listen to us on your iPhone <laughs> and and mention us on your Facebook page. Yes, and I mention us on our on my Facebook page all the time. So and I my Facebook page is just a black page. There, there's this black page with cobwebs. Go away. <laughs> Go away. Mm-hmm. So uh, we look forward to hearing from you and thank you for your support. Mm-hmm. And Did I forget anything, anything else? Oh, I, I, there are a couple of things I want, a couple of shout-outs. Oh, yeah. To do. The yeah, first yeah. is a, a thank you again to a Mr. – I believe his name is James Walcott. Yeah. Um, the, the awesome writer from Vanity Fair who was kind enough once again to pick up one of my posts. Um, it, it was a post about my blog father, Steve Gilliard, mm-hmm. and uh, once again – It was a post about journalists, actually. It was, actually, it was. It was a post about journalists. Uh, not ironically. It was a post about journalists. A wonderful post and, about journalists. So. And I felt – about one inch tall because, you know, Mr. Walcott summarized my entire post in, in one sentence, which are clicks are for kids. Oh, that's very right. And he's absolutely so he, right. He outclevered you this time. That's <laughs> Walcott. You're ready to wait. And I, I'd also like to pimp um, this Sunday, I'm going to be on Kink on Tap, which I, I believe you have. I did a couple weeks to. ago. It's wicked fun. It's wicked fun. And I don't know. I think we're going to be talking about science fiction. Oh, cool. Uh, so I'll be on there. And it is at 8 Eastern, and you go to kinkontap.com. Uh-huh. I think it's kinkontap.com slash live, but there's a link at their website. I have no memory for actual URLs because <laughs> I can do long quotes from Shakespeare because they're poetry. You know, if you do your URLs in iambic pentameter, I will remember. Uh, take that, Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Sarah Palin. Shakespeare Palin. <laughs> On that note, I have to go clean out the Internet Gerbil's cage or she'll never play us out. podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Driftglass Blue Gal Podcast.